Ladies and gentlemen, Crystal Clear Industries, in association with Rhinestone Radio Podcasts, is proud to present Old Hollywood Realness. Brought to you in vibrant podcastoscope for your listening pleasure. Join your hosts Kathleen Null and Philip Estrada as they recap Hollywood's dazzling darlings one film at a time. And now, please sit back, relax, and enjoy the program. Hi, Kathleen. I'm so sorry. <laughs> That's okay. It happens. Technical Once difficulties, more with feeling. right? Yeah. <laughs> Once more with feeling, exactly. <laughs> Welcome back to Old Hollywood Realness. Beep, boop. <laughs> the, um, hey, yeah, we were just recording and then I decided, um, I don't know, I had a physical stroke and <laughs> deleted. <laughs> just uh, my, my screen went dark and then when I when it went back, it was paused. And then when I tried to unpause it it deleted it don't worry about it um we can uh, here we are starting over once more with feeling like you said kathleen welcome back to old hollywood realness this is the podcast where we celebrate all the glitz and glamour of tinseltown's golden era and all the people who make it possible um that's right i'm philip estrada i'm kathleen um yeah so um we already said how we're doing, so you, that's just lost to the ether. What are you going to do? There's nothing you can do about it. <laughs> <laughs> but we are here to bring, give you an hour of escapism. There we go. <laughs> I, um, I got to say it out loud. Um, everything that's going on right now, um, it's intense, and I hope everyone is out there is being safe and doing all that they can do and all that they want. You know, I, we, we believe in you, and we stand with you, and we're, you know. Hell yeah. That's not necessarily, like, the podcast that we do. We're not a political podcast podcast but you know we believe in you and we we agree with you um with that being said um kathleen and i were talking off mic yesterday and we realized that we haven't done a summer series yet we haven't even planned it because so much is going on we we actually just realized it was summer i know right (laughs) live in a tiny room on zoom for 12 hours a day Exactly. So that's when we <laughs> we realized that, well, with it being Pride Month and everything and yes. the movie that we're doing and we're just like, oh, my God. And then Kathleen came up with a genius title for this summer, which is the <laughs> OHR What a Drag Summer Series. It just writes itself. I mean, <laughs> when you have a, when you have a when you have a stroke of genius, here you go. Um, yep. So that's why we're actually bringing you today the film Victor Victoria from 1982. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a Blake Edwards picture from MGM. You've got Julie Andrews as Victoria Grant, James Garner as King Marchand, uh, Robert Preston as Carol Toddy Todd, um, Leslie Ann Warren, who is a treasure, um, yes. as Norma Cassidy, Alex Karras as Squash Bernstein, Jonathan R- John Reese Davies as Andre Cassell, um, <laughs> Graham, Graham Stark as the waiter. Uh, Peter Ann, Peter Arne as Labisse, who's the uh, uh, club owner of Shea Louis. Um, Herb Tanny is the sort of like private detective in the film. Um, and where there was another one. And then there's uh, Malcolm Jameson is Rich, um, Richard DiNardo, who is the um, sort of the gigolo who is um, in the beginning of the film with Richard. Um, yeah, so uh, the costume designs of this movie as well is by Patricia Norris. So, Kathleen, can you please tell the children one more time? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> um, your history good. with this movie. 
Sure. Yes. Um, so this this movie is um, a family favorite for me. Um, I probably first saw this movie in the I would say early, maybe mid 90s when it was available on VHS. And um, either I want to say my mom probably rented it. She probably bought it. I want to say we probably had this like uh, in our in our library. But um, so that was the first time I saw it. Um, but at uh, but when I did see it, I absolutely loved it, and it it's, it instantly became a, a favorite. And before prior to that, I had was kind of familiar with the soundtrack because my mom and my aunt had actually seen this movie in the theater in like 1983. And I remember my aunt having like a cassette of the like I remember the logo with like the oh, yeah. the, the rhinestone studded mustache and the yes. like, even as a little kid being like, what does that even mean? You know, like being really <laughs> confused. Um, so I remember that, like that imagery, even as like a little kid before I even really knew what the movie was, like, that's how much. And then my mom, I was, as I was saying, um, my mom's actually a pretty decent singer. And I remember her singing and like doing the scales from La Jazz Hot, like, well, she'd be doing the dishes and, and just, that was like a, a song generally sang when we would be cleaning. Cause who doesn't sing show tunes when they clean? Right. Yeah, I mean, doesn't naturally. I mean, I, yeah, I, right. That's I how do. you get it done. I don't, I don't yeah. know what, what yeah. everyone else is doing, but I, I mean, that's what we learned by watching Disney classics, right? You sing as you clean. And then mm. that way you, you mentally stay together. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, speaking of um, dishes, I need to do so. Right. <laughs> well, there you go. You, you know, hit those scales. <laughs> yeah. <you know>? <laughs> 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 Jazz. You snap it with the bubbles in your hands. You yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'll have like rubber gloves on, even though I never usually wear I, rubber gloves when I'm doing it. And I'm like gesturing wildly with it. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> but yeah, like, I, I, but yeah, by the time I did see this movie, because I had seen a lot of old movies and I was a big Julie Andrews fan. So this, this movie really blew my mind because mm -hmm. as a, as a teenager who had already uh, at that point had discovered, um, the Montrose district in, in uh, Houston and had started like thrift store shopping and was kind of had already sort of dipped my toes into like, you know, I, I don't even call it gay culture or just the other right. <laughs> at, th at that time. It wasn't even, it was just different. The other things, you know, <laughs> So, um, but I felt very comfortable there. So, um, so, so this movie was like, um, perfect. And it just having all these people that I had already seen in these, um, movies that I already treasured, like for instance, Leslie and Warren, who I, in Rogers and Hammerstein, Cinderella, mm -hmm. um, I already knew her from that. Uh, I was already very I familiar. <laughs> so good. And she, uh, again, fantastic. I mean, we really need to sing the praise of how fucking talented Leslie and Warren is and so funny, so but good. she was like, she reminds me almost of like, like Natalie Wood. She's got the big eyes, yeah. especially in like the Rogers and Hammerstein way. Cinderella. Oh, she yeah, she very much look. has that yeah. look. Um, but uh, so, so there was her, uh, you know, and then, of course, seeing Julie Andrews and then Robert Preston, who I, I love the music man. And mm -hmm. I and I, you know, we all had sort of he's he's just amazing. And and as I've made the reference, I believe Julie Andrews is like old Hollywood's Mr. Rogers. Yes. Um, she's an angel and she <laughs> does no wrong and she makes us all happy. She's on this planet to make everybody's life better yes i believe it and so <laughs> uh, i believe it with all my heart and soul and so um <laughs> i love her so much and um this is my favorite julie andrews movie like and as i was saying i know mad respect to everybody who mary poppins is their favorite or sound of music i get it i get it but this this is my favorite julie mm -hmm. andrews movie um and like i said i love this story so much because it's really it's a love story between Toddy and Victoria. It's a love, it's a friendship love story. Yes, and, yeah. um, 
And and as you uh, we were talking earlier before I erased everything, um, I think what I really love about this movie, it was probably one of the first movies that I had really ever saw um, around just just even talking about homosexuality. Mm-hmm. But the fact that it was handled as it wasn't even as I don't want to say not special, but normal. It was yeah. everything was like regular. And so it really was about people, just people and trying to like hustle and live and live their best lives and finding love and whatever that means. Um, and there's really no bad guys in this movie. Um, you know, I think like even right, like Leslie yeah. and Warren, like I love her character so much. She's so likable. Um, she and even, oddly like, is. Like there's something she oddly is. Even like, like the chemistry between her and Toddy when they're, uh-huh. I mean, oh my God, that whole scene where she's like basically trying to hit on him and he's like, I, I, I like men. She's like, but I like men. I don't understand. I don't so get it. Good. You're such, it's such so a waste. Yeah. But like that reaction, I know that sounds crazy. That honestly is a genuine straight woman's reaction to a good looking gay man. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. but like that is an old school, but it is. Cause you're just like, but why? You know, cause know. you just, you don't. And it's so sweet and innocent. Cause she's just like, well, I think you're amazing, but why wouldn't you want to be with me? You know? yes, <laughs> it's, exactly. just, it's this like, but look at me, you know? Yeah. So the, and, um, but I just love it because you see her with, again, just the emoting and and just the realizations of that. And as I was mentioning to you, another thing about this movie that makes it great is everybody in here is like over 30. Like, yeah. you know, it's a, a lot of the main film. characters. It's yeah. a mature film. And you really see that in the quality of acting and um, what they're doing with the story. And you also genuinely looks like everyone's having a fucking good time making it's, this movie. Yes. Okay, so, agree, yeah. So yeah. I, I couldn't. I'm so glad we're doing this movie because it's like perfect timing. Um, not just Pride Month, but just we need something happy yeah. and made by good people with good yeah. people. And it's like I can't think of a better film. So yes. I'm really glad we're doing this, even though it's a little later. But it is in the old Hollywood canon and it stars people who have right. done yes. old Hollywood movies. So it it can, it works. It yes. counts. So that's <laughs> something that um, we did. We I, we should highlight is that, yeah, this movie, we don't normally do movies um, this this contemporary. We usually mm-hmm. talk about older films and that sort of stuff because this one was not made during the um during the uh, studio system of course because that had fallen in like the early mm-hmm. early 70s and or late 60s early 70s so this yeah. one is uh is a later film but it does it goes back to the 30s which is a right. you know the look and the feel and even the fact that it's a big you know brass oh, musical quality. is very yeah. kind of like mm-hmm. in the way which another thing too to think about that um is interesting too is that um this was uh i was i was listening to the um the commentary track on the dvd yes. which was a gift <laughs> from you and um they were saying that um this was filmed on a soundstage. The entire movie was filmed on a soundstage, Jeez. even the exterior. So they had built on two soundstages the, the all of the all of the sets and all of the exteriors and stuff. Um, so it was fun to uh, fun to learn that. So that's why this movie has a little bit of like kind of that quality of that old Hollywood feel to it. So yeah. everything does feel just slightly like you know clicked up a notch which is nice so um yes. yeah but, but like um, real like grittier yeah like, a, like the way that things were in the early 80s right you know? which would have been kind of you know because these um filmmakers were working through the 70s and 80s they would have right. done that so it makes sense that it's not as glossy and glitzy as mm-hmm. you know an old hollywood movie so it's nice that it has that so um yeah um what was my experience with history with yes, movie? why thank you for your- asking kathleen <laughs> <laughs> um, I, uh, 
I think that you, you oh, I think, I know you introduced me to this movie. So it was <laughs> fun um, when we had first gotten to be, you know, we starting like 18, our friendship. 17, 18, uh, like yes, really, something. Teenager, yeah, I was, you know, when I moved out to LA, I was only 17 at the time. Yeah. So, um, and then Realness, like a, a couple of months later, I, you know, uh, I turned 18. Um, it's okay. I started therapy recently. So we're working through all of this. Hey, <laughs> better late than never. I know, right? Oh, like being a 17 year old kid in, um, in LA un- unsupervised, uh, you make friends with fun people. So, and yeah. one of those fun people I luck- lucked out with is having, you know, being friends with you, which was wonderful. I so know. it's um, always a crapshoot. It really is. <laughs> Hardcore. I know. Both of us know. There's nothing worse than like hitching your wagon to somebody. And then three months later, um, people are like, Hey, FYI, you know, that bitch is crazy, right? Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, Oh really? And you're like, yeah. And then you're like, Oh yeah, I did notice that she does collect dog hair. <laughs> <laughs> Signs were right there. <laughs> hey, hey, you know that, you know that place you live, you know, there's some people, people got murdered there. Yeah. Murdered. Yeah. <laughs> so you, anyway, so I lucked out yeah. by finding Kathleen and then she introduced me to this movie and it was like, it was so much fun to watch and it's such a cute little movie. Like it's, I mean, it's not, I didn't grow up with this movie. So that's why my favorite Julie Andrews movie is, um, thoroughly modern Millie. Cause I well, remember that one. that's my second one. favorite, obviously. I mean, you know? I mean, that was <laughs> the one that, then, that was my favorite. Yeah. And then I saw this one and I was like, Oh, it's exactly. hard. Like yeah. I went through years of trying to wrestle with which one was better, but <laughs> it's not really about being better. It's just about where my mindset. Exactly. But, Which one connects you, know. you connect with? And it's, right, I think right. I connect more with um, with thoroughly modern Millie because I'm always wondering why my bosoms are so flat or not flat. So, um, <laughs> you know, so this, uh, big boob problems. Yes. Trust me, I hate it. <laughs> so we uh, so that's why. Uh, yeah. Anyway, so <laughs> I got distracted by my own joke. Where are we? Why are we talking about movies? So uh, this movie. So I love this movie, too, like you were saying, because of the um, because of the ho- the the homosexual aspect of it. Little known <laughs> fact is I am, in fact, um, a, a homosexual. Um, As I said in this, I am shooketh. <laughs> yes, I mean, hell, I'm shooketh when I realized it, too. I was like, what? What do you mean? Is this why I'm constantly ogling men's physiques? Is no. this why I sleep in Gotham Bay? <laughs> Is this why I have velvet loafers that are monogrammed and rhinestones and beads? Is this why I have so many kimonos? And candelabras. Is this why I have an an unnerving need to own candelabras? Um... Yeah, anyway, so... Um, we digress. Yeah, so I... Um, yeah, so this one is nice because I was... Um, because, you know, being at Pride Month and all of that and just thinking, just, you know, reflecting on my experiences, you know, coming mm-hmm. coming out of the old closet and all of that and searching for gay culture and learning and get, trying to get my herstory on and stuff. And, you know... Well, finding as your a, way. Right, like as a young... That, like, what your what will be your thing isn't going to be someone else's right. thing. You can both be gay. Yeah, yeah but it's, it's really like, it's interesting too because like when you're um you know just for some context corner when you're a young when you're a young gay boy or gay you know or as the Irish say a gay boy or um, <laughs> a lesbian you um you have to like when you finally uh, when this is I don't know how I'm getting on this subject but when you no, come to terms with it, it within yourself. You have to almost like do a little bit of reset and research to be like, okay, well, right. now that I've officially, you know, 
now that I've officially embraced what I am, now I have to go out and figure out what that means. What right. is, where is that coming from? What's the experience? So you, so you end up like searching for, you know, materials and all of that stuff. And you find, you, you want to, you can't want to consume as much as you can. Movies, right. TV shows, books, literature. those sort of things. Literature, yeah. literature, <laughs> you know, you know, all this stuff. So you end Game up. Manga. Yeah. happens. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> So you, um, so when I was, you know, I was a, I was a kid, um, a gee boy, I was looking for movies and, you know, I, I was saying earlier, there's, there were always two gay storylines, the coming out storyline and the dying mm-hmm. of AIDS storyline, which right. those are very important storylines and that's wonderful. And there's wonderful movies made about that too, yes, which yes. is fantastic. But it's at a, at a certain point, it gets to be tired when you've seen it so many times, you're like, okay, I get it. It's a great movie, but like now I want to see something else. Or when it's not else. your story. Exactly. Or like, you've you moved know, past that yeah. too. Right, right. And also those movies, it's funny too, those movies are not made. Sometimes um, it's funny because they're like, well, gay cinema is like made for gay people. And and, and this goes back to when we were talking about on um, the Southern Closet too. A lot of those storylines are not made for us as the homosexual community they're made for the straight community so that they can learn to empathize with us and be like okay they are human as well um and that's like what the movie philadelphia did you know like for example yeah no no normalize it too it normalizes it but also say here's our struggle please understand where we're coming from but what's great about this movie is that it really treats homosexuality almost as like just like salt on top of a dish like it's just like here we go it's like by the way toddy's gay right you know it's about this woman it's about these two friends who are trying to pull the biggest con you know they're trying they want it they need it they're trying their best to like really do it up and like try to you know she you know they're they need to make munties they need to they need to eat and this is the way that they can yeah they're They're entertainers like they want to live their dream and they're literally starving yeah and and the fact that like the fact that Toddy's gay in the beginning, there, there isn't like this big, long, like, you know, big like storyline about how no. and the effects of all of it. It's just like, are you a homosexual? He's like, yeah, I am. Who cares? Like, so now let's be friends and all of that, which is fantastic. Right. I do think um, that there is, there's what's interesting is the struggle that King Marchand has with his own, yes. you know, his own homo, his Tim dealing with the homoerotic thoughts as he's having with and then conflicting with his um, homophobia, his internalized homophobia and that sort of you know all of those um all of that comes with it with the toxic masculinity and all that what does that mean i i think that that this movie does suffer a little bit from not having the um the vocabulary and the um the sort of like life experience that the society has now that it could have if if like i um you know not that they i don't want to don't remake this movie please and but if they were to so let's say if it were if it was never made and then they made it nowadays there would have been a lot more conversation or a little bit more kind of um there would have been a, they could have done a little bit better job too um of dealing with his internal internal struggle which is nice though too because they deal with it in the movie because he didn't know how to um vocalize it all he could do right. was react to it which is how you see him going to the boxing club and being super yes. butch and masculine and then going, or like going you know, to a bar and literally picking a fight after right, having right. a date because he could not 
it's like he had to get it back. Right. And then like enjoying how that felt. Exactly. Or like it's almost like saying it's like proving to himself. It's like, no, you are a heterosexual. And I'm like, yeah, you know, it's interesting. And I think that it's like there could have been some more conversation about that. But it was it's 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 there. But I think it's it's. I think that's there. They deal with it's such complicated. Yeah, exactly. They you know, deal with and, complicated yeah. issues really well. Yeah. I think. In and a way. Yeah, because if you think, I mean, with King Marshawn, like his struggle is that he's attracted to some, but he's attracted to a person. Exactly. Right. So, and that person, whether she's a woman or not, is completely the opposite in looking like what he he is supposed to like. Exactly. And they show that with Norma. Mm-hmm. So, and they show it with someone like someone like Norma who he literally can't even like get his dick hard for her. Like he, he yes, cannot stand true. her. That's true. He cannot stand her. Then you have like, then you see he's, he's meeting Victoria as he doesn't know. He's, he's feeling, he's like, I can't believe that you're a man because I'm attracted to you. Right. So it's all, it's, and it's that whole, like, was well, he really like, is he, is it because he's so straight? He just knows, he just knows there's a pussy there somewhere and he's just attracted and, yeah, to it. Right. Like, and that's what's you know, interesting. Are they, and then are they trying to prove that or the right. fact that he's attracted to regardless of, because it's like her feminine, it, she, she became so neutral, like mm-hmm. general neutral that he's just attracted to this essence and like who that, that entertainer and the person who was speaking, it's like right. that energy. Yeah. So um, it was, it's trippy, man. And it like is. the older I get, the more I watch it, the more I think about that. And I, fucking James Garner, man. Yeah. Hell it's yeah. A, a huge risk. He crushed it. A huge know? risk too. But it was yeah. funny because listening it was a to a huge risk of a role to play mm-hmm. actually. Huge. I mean for all and the Webster's dad. I mean yeah. that's a big that's a big I'm sorry but like his name escapes me. Alex Karras. Yeah. He his character is fantastic. I, I love, love him. him. He's such a so cutie. Much. You just, you just you know he quit his job for Toddy and they, they're in the south of France until they die. Mm-hmm. Like they are they are two old queens with a consignment shop yeah. and they're loving every <laughs> moment they're just, of it. They're just living, they're mincing That's about. Right. It's fantastic. They have tiny dogs. <laughs> he's a he's that big man holding a tiny dog in a suit. And I Negotiating love him, prices know? on a rattan couch. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> While holding it's, this dog way up high. Yeah. <laughs> holding court it. with Billy Haynes, you know, yeah. in the summertime, it's fine. Like, exactly. <laughs> living their best life. <laughs> um, but um, it was funny because uh, when I'm listening to the audio track on uh, the commentary track on the DVD, they were saying, um, Julie was saying that it was it was they they because they did mount this exact they did mount it on Broadway as a musical um, which um, oh. which was awesome but they did it, it they did it in I want to say 2005 or it was much yes, much later was much which later. was cool so she was saying that when they um, you know when uh, after the there's like a moment where he where King Marshawn um, they go to dinner and then they end up at Shea Louis and then there's that whole fight. And then um, mm-hmm. that's when he first kisses her. He knows that she's a man and then he kisses or she, sorry, he knows that she's a woman, but right. she's dressed as a man. And then he kisses her. He's and she's like, I'm not actually a man. I'm a woman. He's like, I don't care. I know. And he kisses her in the stage production. He doesn't know. So when oh. he kissed, so he never, so that whole sequence in the apartment where, when, he, peeps where he peeps her, that apparently in the stage production, he doesn't get the answer he needs. So that, or wants. And then he, then when they get into the fight and then he ends up kissing her and then she pull, so he kisses her in the stage production. Then she pulls back and she says, by the way, I'm a woman. And he says, I don't care. So that even makes it a that bigger it statement, better. which is yeah. actually even cooler. That's yeah. even cooler. But yeah. you know, but it then is. We 
missed the sweet Black, uh, Black Edward style fight sessions that he's really good in. Well, no, they, in the, apparently in the stage production they did do the fight scene and all okay. of that, but it was like it's oh, just. Oh, but the, they didn't. But, okay. but in the fact that, but the fact is that when he first kisses her in the stage production, he does not know that she's she's female. Yeah. Oh, so, I mean, but I mean, I'm sorry, the peep scene because that's another, oh, right, like, right, like, right, like yeah. the whole like creeping in yeah, and like that, that whole, whole thing. St- which was hilarious. I but think, yes, you're yeah. right. Like that would have given an appearance. From my to understanding, the story. they did still do that, but it was, mm-hmm. but he didn't get the answers he wanted at the end. Ah, uh, that makes so, it even better. So, so that, that way he ended up going back. <laughs> exactly, he ended up going yeah. back to his um his um apartment, being like, "Well, still no answers." He's like, "Ostensibly, she's a man to him." Yeah. But so that's what's so fun about this movie is that there's that whole thing going on and it's just like what you know you just never you just yeah. like what what is going on so it's it's really really awesome like oh god I, I don't know I just think it's such a great movie um, it is but um, another thing to think about too is this movie was a remake of a 1933 film, German film named Victor mm-hmm. Victoria and apparently this movie was made remade like three different times so yes. it was made in, initially made in 33 Victor Victoria and then made again in 35 as first a girl Mm-hmm. Maybe we'll maybe we'll review that film. I don't know. And then yeah, I, I watched um, it uh, a couple days ago from yeah. that link you sent me, and it was it's really I yeah. actually had seen that movie before yeah. many years ago. I just I don't. I don't know. Like I saw it, I was like, I've seen yeah. this. I've seen this, but anyway, we'll, it was really we'll get cute. To it. And yeah. then there's another one. It's very British. I just uh, want yes. to say, it's very British. And <laughs> then there was a. Um, and then I believe that there was another one that was made again after that one, but I'm not sure. There was another Victor Victoria that was made. Um, but anyway, uh, so then it was then it was made again. Then it was made in eighty you know, in 82 for this movie mm-hmm. and then again on Broadway. So it's a fantastic movie. It's a fantastic story. And I just love that. It's, um, it's been around for so long. It's been around since yes. 33. So that's really cool. Um, yeah. Um, and I love that Patricia Norris has been working for so long and the work that I she know. did, like the stuff that she was doing was kind of st- amazing. We she should did do like a spotlight on her one day. Cause she was, she has quite yeah, the history. The, I mean, her, her most recent stuff was some pretty cool stuff. Like the immigrant was beautiful. Yeah. The assassination well, of Jesse slave. Jane. I mean, yeah, the work those, on that was amazing. Those are kind of some of my favorite kinds of costumes that require that level of like depth and thought and like texture yeah. and like storytelling. And it's, it's not, it's not easy to do, the kind of cost, um, right. costuming for uncomfortable things. Exactly. And, uh, you know, I mean, for yeah. the, for, uh, for the hipsters out there, she did, she basically did the costumes for the pilot, of Twi- pilot of twin peaks, which set, oh, well. set the tone for Iconic. the entire series. Right. I know. And yeah. then she came back and did um, firewalk with me too. So she's better. She's like the setter. She's like, I mean, she sets it and they forget it. She did Scarface. <laughs> she did Scarface. For uh, God's hello. Sex. And like, those dresses, the, the Michelle Pfeiffer wears. Yeah. Are fucking so she's iconic as working well, so. her stank. So good for her. Like really, I mean, it's a bummer that she never won an Oscar for her work, but you know, good for her that she has been working, you know, that's really yeah. wonderful. So goodness. Um, Wow, um, I lost my train of thought. Well, <laughs> I was gonna say I love the costumes in this movie so. Oh my much. god, the costumes were um, so good in this movie. One of my favorite dresses, and I it's on my bucket list of like things to recreate, is the white dress that Norma wears when you first see her. So good, yeah. It is an exquisitely beautiful 
like it doesn't even get that much credit because she's she's in these really tight shots where you mm-hmm. kind of don't see it until she like toward the end. But it has this amazing like train in the back and yeah, there's some really great um, full length shots when she gets back to the op- when she gets back to the hotel too. So yes. there's that. Yeah. Um, and then there's that little tiny cutout right before right above her butt crack. Which right is above her butt so crack. Cute. But it's but you know what I was also noticing is like it's actually kind of bra friendly because it has the part that goes across the back. So mm-hmm. like a lot of those are totally totally backless but that's why I'm looking at it. I'm like I could totally do this dress and actually wear like foundation with it because a lot of times I see right. these and it's like you're like well that's underwear's out of the question and mm-hmm. like I said when you have big boob problems that is also out of the questions yeah. so. well I mean you <laughs> anyway, gotta think about but that I really you gotta love dress, dress you gotta dress for your body you can't dress for the trend so you have exactly to do you yeah have to do what's right for your you know for your well, that's yeah. And that, that's why I feel like if you guys, if you're somebody who would maybe love to do a 1930s satin dress, but you have more of a fuller figure, an ample definitely bosom. check out. <laughs> yes, exactly. If you've got, if you like, I said big boob problems, which I know <laughs> not everybody thinks that's a problem, but it actually can be when it's kind of like out of proportion to everything else, right? right. So, uh, Christina Hendricks, hit me up. We would love to have you on the show, and we can talk <laughs> because. I would love to talk bra shopping with you because I'm sure we have similar issues. Anyway, um, but if you look at this dress, I'm actually looking at it right now. Um, mm-hmm. It's um, the way it's designed. It 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 has like um, a V back, but then it goes across the back, like almost the, where your bra strap would go. Uh-huh. And then it's got this diamond cutout almost to the booty crack. And <laughs> but then it's got this train that also covers your butt a little bit and like hangs down with the little like rhinestone clips. But guys, check it out, because yeah. even if you didn't make it in white, Imagine that in like a black or like a jewel tone, like a green. Oh, oh I, my God. I know. If right. I ever go to fucking costume college, I'm going to make that dress. I'm going to crush it. I'm just going <laughs> to randomly go into like one of those corset classes, just dress like normal <laughs> from Victor Victoria. <laughs> Voice and all. <laughs> 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 this isn't like, the last of, you haven't seen the last of me <laughs> she's like flashes and she's like good morning oh, ladies are you, we gonna sew are you okay <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so good oh, I love her drink, drink with me by the pool <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! Um, anyway, there's it's okay. So now we have to talk about the fact that this so this movie was made in 1983, about the 1930s. But the hair is yes. all yes. kinds we of were, crazy. I, the, the part we cut out earlier that I erased was that we were yeah we we were talking about how this is such a great movie of like it's um it's the 1930s made in the 1980s and we have talked about that before these like period movies that are made particularly ones in the 70s and 80s that um you really can tell like the especially like the hair and makeup on the leads really sets them into the um the era in which the movie was made or versus like the time period they're trying to do like the 30s hair in here it's beautiful but it's on the bigger side it's a little more more fluffy like 80s right which i don't preston is Uh, robert preston that is just his hair he's like i'm not look this is me in the morning and this is what you get i know i just like (laughs) and they're like cool and like not one person on uh set had pomade yeah (laughs) i was just like no one okay no no (laughs) because it's like we always say if you want to see the best dressed people in the movie and the ones that are closest to the period would be to look at the extras and this movie the extras and the b player the bit players and those Uh had so much to so much look they got their hair their hair and makeup is on point but then like you got leslie ann warren and and it looks like it's like if way bandy did 1930s makeup Mm -hmm. that would be her which is it's gorgeous but she has um 
the sort of like the head, the contouring and um, sort of more the eye, eye shape of like the sort of like the early eighties, like late seventies and also uh, Victoria. No, it's interesting because there is that kind of, um, it almost has like a Lidecker ish look to it because in the thirties they did do a lot of like the skinny eyebrows and like the the shadow up to the eyebrows and like all that. And but also too, you look at the fact that she's on stage. So she's going to have full drag makeup. So it makes sense. We need to talk about, how like the skinny eyebrows of the 80s are not the skinny eyebrows of the 30s and you do see some skinny like i feel like for instance julie andrew's eyebrows are more skinny 80s in here than skinny 30s and that's and i know because i know that eyebrow i grew up (laughs) with that eyebrow i know ladies who still have that eyebrow so you know um but but the same thing with like toddy's hair you know like it is it is very it is like it is the fluffy majesty of like liberace i mean toddy's hair is the fourth lead in this film like it's like (laughs) seriously girl nailed it i'm just like i'm just like i'm i'm half expecting that thing to sort of answer his questions for him like he's just gonna ask a question and then his hair is gonna be like like hello it it is so good Uh, so big i'm just like wow Wow. Big. Like the hats don't go on that. It's got hair. a little it's mullet, so like just a tiny little mullet just in the back. It's uh, it's 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 majestic. He's and so, honestly, um, and I hate to admit it, but he kind of has B. Arthur hair and Golden Girls. Like it's very oh, sure. like the same 100%. thing. I'm like, oh my god. That was that was handsome older man hair and at you that think time. About it, they've you know? never in a movie together. No. Mm, so maybe they're the same person. <laughs> I just said I I really love Norma's dress I'm sorry I'm watching I have the movie on mute um, in the background while we're recording and I'm at the scene where she's in the hotel room and she's about to lose her cool and like start throwing shit (laughs) and that whole thing where she tries she picks up the vase and and then immediately immediately picks it up out of her hand and she like goes to throw and it's not there she is so funny and her I mean she's also so beautiful like she's so really beautiful I, <laughs> it's psychotic it's just so great and i think that that's kind of the thing about that's that's her character is like clearly king yes. Marshawn like is with him with her because she's hot and she's crazy. she's hot and she's pro- she was like a dancer at his club yeah. and she was a performer so it's just like well let me just i'm i guess i gotta i gotta fuck the lead of my show like that's just kind yeah. of the thing so he's do he's going through the motions of doing what is expected of him and then when he meets victoria that's when he's like his world gets turned upside down because he's yeah. like well now i can he's like am I, dare i dare i dare he's i go like against confu- convention? The, the boner of confusion it's, it's like, like and going against conve- <laughs> convention right. too and being like yeah. well i you know doing this will definitely you know change people's perceptions of me and like right and my you know and the choices oh, that yeah. I make I mean stuff, so. going back to like you just say Chicago potential mobster like mm-hmm. nothing gets mobster more adjacent you know, toxically it's... masculine than like Al Capone mm-hmm. or that kind of era of um history and part of America so like um and, and of course they show it in a brilliant comedic form um, when you see Norma perform and then she talks to Sal, oh, which is again God. one of my that's my absolutely favorite. Favorite. She comes up twirling her hair like she's like in that like <laughs> in that tiny in that tiny little thing she's like sitting and when she's like can we just call the cooch underwear. ruffles cooch she has ruffles. ruffles just on her cooch she has a skin tight satin 
Teddy, like <laughs> like leotard with ruffles only on her vaginal area and exactly. little bows on the front and the back. And we, I remember watching that with you. We would go, we would literally cooch ruffles was like <laughs> our trigger words for instant <laughs> laughter because we we were all we'd be like, and then because you'd watch that and she. Full on, like, it's like pussy to the camera. You're just I know. Like, and she, like, reaches and when she grabs her ass <laughs> and looks through her legs. Oh, my like, God. It's so good. It is so... She is so funny. She is I don't know how people recorded that without, like, multiple... Like, I don't know how the cameramen were not losing their shit behind the scenes because she's so goddamn oh funny. God, and so the guy good. who plays Sal, his him watching it with a straight <laughs> face, I just... I, I, well, he was like, and he's like, Dad is disgusting. That but, was also a normal. Like we used to say that growing. Dad is disgusting. Dad is disgusting. <laughs> but like, it's so funny because like, um, it's it's hilarious. Like when um, like in the um, in the commentary track they were saying that this movie is like most of the movie is reaction shots too like so it's a lot of like cutting to people's just blank stares or like their reactions or like it's a lot of like it's not even scripted it's like the script is very like the you know so the shot is really like on James Garner like reacting to the way that Norma says something or the way that you know reacting to Julie Andrews on stage and all that so he's just like following it so it's it's actually really fun to watch that that and see people's like reactions to stuff because like you know like you're saying like the the, the mobster watching uh, Norma dancing he's just like kind of like <laughs> jaw slightly slack and like it's just like a lot of drool is building up in his mouth like you can see it's just he's just like I want to he's just like oh me want you know it's so funny and and then she's just like doing her thing with that like I love that song I sing that song she's like bouncing she's like and then she's like no a man I love that she's like did he leave you for another woman and she's like no another man <laughs> so good and you could tell she's like totally doing that like baby voice like oh, I'm, a, I'm a cutesy little lady like but then she's like goes in and out of it to like make the point it's oh my god so good so her and her accent is fantastic like when she does all that it is it is so good i was thinking about recently about how um oh gosh her name escapes me the chick who played harley quinn oh um, right had, uh, Mar- margot robbie Marta Robbie and how she had to because she's Australian and she had studied like Lorraine Bracco from Goodfellas in order to like get an accent for oh, like nice. Harley Quinn and stuff. But when I hear Leslie and Warren, I'm like, there it is. Yep. Like she's just because she does have that really like it's like 1930s squeaky Chicago mm-hmm. gun mall ac- accent. Yeah, and, totally. And, mall, like gangster mall, like living. Yeah, that. And, and when and when he puts her on that train and she oh, is just ranting. God. And again, that classic like I love that the like silent chaos. The Blake just, Edwards, yeah. You know, it's... like when they when they like with the cockroach in the cafe and you just see you like I love how you just see the slow like chaos go from one end of the cafe to the other yes. and it's like complete silence and so just people good. walking by being like, like what, what the, the fuck, fuck is going on and then same thing with her just she's on the train she gets on the train and she's walking in tandem Still with him ranting. and she's just <laughs> ranting and people are watching her and he's just not watching her and then she finally gets to the end and she's like and you ain't seen the last of me yet and then open and flashes him and the guy like walks she's like oh are you okay yeah like, just, are you okay oh my god and it's just like it's like 
one, two, three, four, five punch of comedy. I love so it good, so yeah. much. I think it's so funny because we did the great race too. And there's yes. a lot of those sort of like long, like the pie fight sequence and all of that. It's like, there's yes. a lot of those like kind of like chaotic scenes and stuff in that movie. And that's like Edwards is like kind of so thing. I think that he really kind of finessed it to the, this is like kind of the oh, best version of that because it's not, 100%. the camera doesn't linger on for an hour and a half, like 10 minutes nope. of pie fights. And you're like, okay, like it's wrap a it up guys. It's chaos. Very, and it's it the perfect. chaos is like done in a way that's like really like it's fast cuts. And then it's also just like, it gets in and out. Like it like yeah. uh, it gets to a funny point and then it just moves on. Like, yeah, like to the point where you're like, what the fuck did I just see? Right. What did I just see? My favorite honestly was when the first, very first fight and Shay Louis, when um like he, oh, oh like the, he flips that guy over into the table and then everything kind of starts. And then like, and then there's like, uh, it's like, it's that. And then it's like one chair gets smashed over. And then the dude who owns Shay Louis is like, no, no, no. And then some <laughs> random person just smacks him in the head with a tray. And then it cuts away. It's like, where did that person come from? And why did they escalate it so much? No, it's exactly like everybody in this like supposedly elegant nightclub just immediately goes feral. Yes. Fight. But I just love that they weren't so even reacting funny. to being like punched or something or accidentally punched. It was just someone just yeah. came up and smashed him in the head with it. Oh my God. It's so funny. Oh God. Oh my God. So Star good. Sca- stage, scream, and the occasional <laughs> circus. <laughs> oh my God. Toddy. Oh God. Um, I can do the storyline for this um, sure. real quick. You're gonna, I'm I mean, gonna, do you even need to do I'm, a write up? Well, I'm going to need your help because I haven't, okay. I didn't do a write up on this because things have been nuts. So, I was going to say, um, do you even need to because, you know, well, you know this? <laughs> yeah. So, um, so you got, so this movie takes place in, in, uh, 1930s Paris. Um, mm-hmm. We're introduced to um, we're introduced to Robert Preston's character, um, Toddy, who's um, his ostensible lover named Richard, played by Malcolm Jameson, is uh, getting up and kind of getting his things and leaving in the you know in the morning before Toddy. Oh, and he, can wake and he up. also uh, goes through his wallet. Takes yes, his money. that's yes. Yeah, so he immediately yeah. goes to the wallet and starts taking money. So it's like he's clearly a gigolo sort of situation. Mm-hmm. So Todd's not Toddy's not that happy about it. And then he sends him along his way. And I do want to highlight that Toddy, I love Toddy because he's kind of that old school cliche of gay man where it's like yes, the he where he's that like the 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 um, overly literate, constantly quoting people and like all of this. And he's like, really? But then at the end, he's just like, not, he's not as classy. It's like faux classy where he's just like, you know, he quotes, he quotes Shakespeare to Richard and Richard's like, have a nice day, Toddy. And he's like, I'll do my damnedest. Like, it's just like, yeah. kind of just like, <laughs> honey, what are you doing with the Shakespeare quotes? But I love that. And then they show him later. So then, um, so then Richard leaves and then they show Robert Preston um, later getting his coffee and he's got the, you know, he's got his jacket over his shoulders even though it's winter like he's just like he can't be bothered to put his coat on no, like he's one great. of those queens and I'm like and then I, he's got like the white scarf exactly. and he's got his hat which he barely wears because look at that I hair, mean you can't you know? fit it over his hair um, he's like I'm not, I'm not gonna get hat hair with my giant coiffure with this hair he's like it mad. took me an hour and a half to blow dry it this big young man I'm not putting this hat on yes <laughs> he's just like Patricia I appreciate all the costume work you did on the hats but I'm not putting it on. Where's wardrobe? Yeah. It's wardrobe. He's like, you I know. sat under the dryer in, in Lulu's gum beauty shop to get it this big. <laughs> We're going to leave it there. 
<laughs> um, so then he goes to Shay Louis for work in the morning, and that's where um, Victoria Grant, played by Julie Andrews, is singing, sort of doing an audition. She's singing some beautifully high-pitched um, song um, called Cherry Ripe, <laughs> which is the funniest song. <laughs> And it's like, it's perfect. It's like, like, it's obviously to highlight just how like literally, and they even say that, like, I'm looking for someone less perfect, but it's like, she's got this gorgeous, like, uh, what you call it? Like, um, operatic, operatic, like light opera, classic. Yeah. Light opera. Right. Uh, so she's she's performing and um, she she doesn't get the job because Monsieur Lebis, who owns the restaurant, is looking for something a little bit more, you know, earthy. So then <laughs> she um, she's like, well, I lied. I didn't actually have an audition. Blah. Anyway, so she's like, fuck off. And then she yeah. hits a high note and breaks the glass because to prove that she is that bitch. <laughs> and, <laughs> which well, I, I love it because she's well, I guess she says, well, it's for some people, practice does make perfect. And mm-hmm. she hits a perfect E flat. And cracks glass. There you go. It's like um, a fuck you. Yep. And then so she and then so she leaves and she's uh she's uh, she's st- this is when we learn that she's down on her luck and she's starving and she yes. watches a man eat a um an eclair through the window because <laughs> she's just so hungry. And then she goes back to her hotel where her uh, landlord is um you know yelling at her for the rent that she's um. Um, owed him like back rent for three or four weeks and then she um she faints and then she ends yes. up seeing a cockroach and screams and loses her mind and See, then that's why I know um, she's me. yeah <laughs> exactly um and then she uh and then so then the landlord is just like nope not doing this so he takes her stuff and holds it hostage and then she um and then we cut to um, back at the Chez Louis where you've got yes. um, we got Robert Toddy doing his little like gay Paris number which is the best little <laughs> cutesy little mincy song effervescent uh, I know just I love a mincing queen oh god uh, and so, he does especially like especially when they're like you know he's, su- he's such a seasoned mincing queen yes. you, know? <laughs> you so, just know he's sang that song like a thousand uh, times <laughs> I just love that the song is basically like Paris is gay gay yeah. gay Gay, 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 and then that's when uh, Richard comes in and he's got his he's he's with an older lady and right. he, he's with a couple of older older ladies and then some other dude and it's like basically he's he's like playing both sides and he's you know he's making his yeah. money where he can and then Toddy goes over and he's like look at who we have here and then he insults every he is individually insults every single person at the table like well and he calls him a trapeze artist uh-huh. which is great yeah swinging both ways exactly <laughs> and then um, he. He he um he insults the old lady by calling and yes. saying that she's the guy's mother. And it's like yes. it's great. And that's when the big giant Blake Edwards fight like breaks out, and then um they, everyone gets arrested and put in the hot pot paddy wagon, and then <laughs> and then uh Toddy gets fired. So then he's yes. like, oh my god. So he ends up going. So he ends up leaving. And that's when he comes across um, Victoria in a in a restaurant eating the biggest mm-hmm. meal that she's ever had in her life. So she's eating and then he goes in and starts talking, talk, chatting her up and being like, oh, hey, I saw you. I saw you perform. It was really great. Blah, blah. She's like, oh, yeah. Um, she's like, you know, what am I going to do? Um, <laughs> and then yeah. he's like, correct me if I'm wrong, but aren't you broke? And he's, she's like, yes, I am. But here's my plan. So she yeah. took the cockroach, put it in her bag, and she's going to put it in her salad so she can get a free meal. And then, um, which is hilarious and great. Which so then, you have to be fucking desperate. 
if you <laughs> exactly but we, we, we learned even through a dialogue she's like i basically hasn't hasn't eaten for the better part of a week so right, that's why but, she's yeah. like delirious you know yeah and she's she's gonna pull this con and then yeah um so then it, it ends up that she does end up putting the she Tries shaking it into her salad. Doesn't end up there. This is whole yeah. fun sequence about like the with the cockroach, and then um, and then it ends up like be, the whole restaurant erupts into like chaos, and then they manage yes. to like beat feet and get out of there. Um, and then it's but it's raining, so they get soaked, and they end up back at Toddy's apartment, mm-hmm. and they're soaking their feet, trying to get warm and all this stuff. And then um, Toddy starts getting a little bit sick, and then um, he offers to let Victoria stay the night, and um, and then pay her bill so she can get her stuff back from the landlord. And yeah. they're basically basically they're just kind of it's like fast friendship, and they're going to become roomies. It's so so cute. It's a wonderful scene, so and I cute. love his apartment. I just <laughs> and, even though you see the realness of like living in a apartment like that have he's like boiling water and taking the kettle to the bathtub pouring it in the bathtub right. so they can soak their feet and anyway but it's so cute. good I, I mean <laughs> he's got this amazing french apartment with like the glass partition walls and all it's like yeah it's and the just copper pipes everywhere beautiful. yeah it's <laughs> and you're like oh my god i want to live in paris <laughs> i know it, yeah yes. or at least hollywood's paris yes um <laughs> I mean, not to digress too much, sure. but the sets are oh, incredible yeah. in this movie. The hotel that they stay at, everything is gorgeous, mm-hmm. 1930s. Art Deco, full fantasy Paris. Full fantasy. Like Art Nouveau, Art Deco. Like it's all there. It's all there. And it's so beautiful. And I I don't know if I mentioned it during this recording, but in the last recording, I did mention that they were all, it's all filmed indoors on sound stages. So they did build out the whole set on sound stages, which was beautiful and all of that. And they were actually saying too, that the color story, our Julie Andrews even pointed out that the color story was meant to be because it was Paris and because it was winter, that the art director and the lighting team and all that really did a great job of like using different colors other than just like blues and grays to indicate so they did a lot of like ambient lighting that was like pink and oranges and light yellows and those to make it feel warm and cozy which is really you can tell you can tell and then like a lot of the dressings and stuff like that were like warm too like the like the theater that they she eventually performs in is like pink the whole thing is just like like magenta pink which is beautiful no, it, it's it's so true because like even like at the hotel, which is like a lot of blues and grays, it's accented with like gold and yeah. like warm lighting and um, beautiful like the I love like the vases of fresh flowers that are like in every scene, you know, yeah. so that like adds those like pops of color and like real real like life going mm-hmm. on. And, and of course, the, the costumes are so good like um like you were saying the extras um the one of one of my favorite scenes as far as costumes go are is when she is rehearsing um the la jazz hot oh, with yeah. the um and you see the other young dancers who are like kind of just basically eyeing her up like who's this bitch you know yeah. and they're all wearing and they look they honestly do look very 1930s because mm-hmm. they've all got those gorgeous sweater vests with the button-up shirts and or, or they're like the the sweaters kind of over the shoulders and like you know draped and and the wonderful trousers and the way their hair is nothing's too extreme exactly um, and again like I was going back to the whole like um, I, you see this a lot in the 70s and 80s as I said before I got erased uh, <laughs> I'm looking at you. Jane Seymour and the Scarlet Pimpernel with your coral lipstick when it's supposed to be 1790s. I am looking at you, Joan, playing Joan Crawford in Mommy Dearest when you have your super big 1940s hair. Yeah. (laughs) But is very 70s. It's like, you know, but but like those little things that, that kind of 
don't exactly match, but you can definitely tell they're trying so hard to capture the silhouette. Um, but yeah, this is a, this is a, this movie is another example of that where the extras are kind of more historically can, blendable right. than the they're, stars. The accuracy you know. is there because they didn't right. want. Yeah, they wanted to make sure that their stars looked. You like know, stars. stars yeah clearly yeah um, so which is you, and you and you see that like leslie and warren and and then with julie andrews like the the choices that they do for like their hair and eyebrow yeah. and like i think i did think like they that. did a wonderful job on julie's oh, hair because that felt oh. very period right but it was no, robert preston yes. and james yeah. garner's hair which was a little bit like guys what are we doing like, and it was I, a I, little I, falcon yeah. crest <laughs> yeah and then like um yeah like i was saying with um Liz, like she's her hair is very fluffy. I mean, not mm-hmm. that you don't see that, but it's it's usually a bit more close. Like, right. Like a little, yeah. It's not as. But it's uh, also like it's so like interesting because you know? it was like close at top and then it was just like big right Super, on the side. And that is like, so eighties. Mm. That is so that like where they would take the midi cut and then yeah. like um really do like the like and everything was so much bigger and fluffier because again we have by the time we got to the seventies we have more product right. and like per and perms all that stuff got better so we can have we have like the volume we just can't deny because we fucking love volume (laughs) so we put it in (laughs) yeah and let's face it if the 1930s had all the products and the pomades and the hairsprays we had you know they'd be loving it so (laughs) especially like i think about that with like the 20s i'm like if they if they had it they'd use it Mm -hmm. if they had highlighter they'd be all up in that you know what i mean so it's it just depends so anyway but yeah so uh, sorry to digress. That's all Where good. Um, so that's <laughs> when, so we were back at Toddy's apartment and then the yes. next morning they wake up and, um, so, uh, so Toddy's fully sick. And so um, Victoria's like, you stay in bed. I'm going to go, yes. um, I'm going to go get my stuff. But this is when they realized that um, all, all of her clothes had shrunk. So her she doesn't clothes. have any, 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 so she doesn't have any clothes. So uh, she, I'm not going to lie. I always get misty at that point. Cause uh, you just, you see, she, she is, is lost. Like, she looks so sad and I she know. just starts to cry. And then he holds her. She's at the end of her like, rope. Like you can just, tell she's like, yeah, yeah, that was like her last straw. Yeah. You so know? then, <laughs> so then the next morning she ends up getting dressed up in Richard's clothes in order to go run the errand of getting her stuff back and all of that. But then Richard comes back to the apartment to pick up his stuff because he's like had it with Toddy. And then yeah. so she hides in the in the closet and then uh, Richard comes in and he starts insulting Toddy and all that stuff. And then he opens mm-hmm. the closet door and sucker punch right to the face, Victoria, right like the face. A, a sucker punch is a, a, a Richard, which is hilarious. And then he kicks him he out. He already had like black eyes and yes. was fucked up from the night before. So she just really hammered it home. Exactly. <laughs> um, and then so he she kicks him out. And then Toddy's like, oh my God, I have a <laughs> stroke of genius. Like lightning strikes. And he's just like, I have the brilliant idea. So then he talks her into being like, okay, how about this? We pose you as a man. And then you <laughs> go on stage as the big, the world's greatest drag queen in the world. Of course she has reservations because she doesn't believe that any would believe that she was a man. And then yeah. he explains that it doesn't matter if they believe she's a man. All they want, all that matters is that they believe she's a drag queen. So <laughs> basically he gives her a full mom makeover um, of being a, a, well, a man makeover into being um, Count Grzynski, who is the yes. Polish count that is the world's unknown greatest drag queen. So then they take him over to um, Andre Cassell, who's the big, biggest um biggest agent of you know in paris and then she does her beautiful like um e sharp or e flat and like breaks yes. the bottle of a, it's a whole 
whole sequence is really funny in the office. And that it's office, really by the funny. way, that office uh, was gorgeous. Yeah, let's take a moment for that. That was some Art Nouveau realness. So beautiful. Oh, with that my big, God. huge, like, what arched. was it, like a portrait window? So it was like a, a beautifully, like, half-circle arched window that this that this this kind of, like, sassy secretary we had to, got to sit next to. And I would have been, Gosh. like, all day, every day, been like, this is Seriously. Really beautiful. Um, so... Uh, yeah, so then he um, he's just like, holy shit, she's amazing. So um, holy shit, he's amazing. Yeah. So then, um, so that's when he's basically like, what we need to just sign her and get her at the biggest club in Paris. Yeah. So then he's so then Victoria is just like, okie dokie. So that's when they become they start doing all of the rehearsals and all of that for right. you know for Le Jazz Hot. And there's this wonderful rehearsing sequence, and um, there's even that one sequence where there's the three queens that are watching them and they're just like yes. they're like he's a fun and um and uh, toddy's listening in and uh, the one's like he's a phony and toddy's like oh and then he's like if he's a count then i'm greta garbo <laughs> <laughs> and then that one guy was like well greta garbo i think he's divine by the way that young boy is um blake edwards son <gasps> and what? and julie andrew's stepson so yeah oh so he's God, there's like a little bit of a funny. cameo for like oh, his son and he's that. like He's like queening it out. He's just like, oh, I think he's divine. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, he's, yeah. he's got the best line of all of them. I'm like, so yes, great. honey. So, <laughs> and they were very pretty boys. They were really. All they 1930s were, with their little sweaters. They and, were all powdered <laughs> down and little pink, little pink blush right on the cheek. <laughs> just a touch of little, gloss. Little Lidecker eye, shiny eyelids, exactly. like heavy eyelids, you know. <laughs> Correct. Exactly. So then um, that's, this is the, so there's the big night, Victoria is going to be coming on as like her big debut mm-hmm. and that's um and they they've invited everybody and then um king marchand actually shows up a little bit late during the performance so um there's this big performance number of le jazz hot which is the best number ever uh, of all time yes. you know so good so she's performing her little heart out and king marchand comes in with his lady friend norma cassidy played by leslie ann warren um mm-hmm. and then um his bodyguard squash played by alex karras and so they're like enjoying the show uh, um, King Marchand is kind is falling in love with her as she's on stage doing he's her thing he's enthralled amazing and Norma is increasingly getting psychotic yeah. like you can see her she's like crawling in her seat watching him watching her right. and it's hilarious <laughs> then at the end of the number <laughs> She's doing a curtain call. Victoria's doing a curtain call. And then she takes off her wig, revealing she's a man. And Norma's here and, for it. Yes. Yay. 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 She's, she's like a guy. She so. cheers the way I cheered when I saw Jubilee. I was like, yay! Exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, so good. And then, uh, <laughs> then they go backstage, and they, you know, they're they're schmoozing. And Leslie Ann Moran meets all of the meets Toddy and Victoria, and she's in love with Toddy. She thinks he's great. And then King mm-hmm. Marchand and Victoria have a conversation where he's, she, you know, they kind of do the whole back and forth dance where Victoria's like, "You just can't believe that you're." Um, it, you'll find me attractive because I'm a man and like all oh, <laughs> this wonderful conversation. And then, um, and then they go, they all go back to their hotels. And, um, the, the, at this point, um, Victoria and Toddy have moved into like a really ritzy hotel, which is fantastic, which ends Gorgeous. up being the same hotel as K, um, as King and Norma are staying in. So it's, there's this one beautiful, <laughs> fun little thing. So there, you know, Victoria and Toddy are settling into their apartment there, um, for the night. And that's when King re- sees her. And then he has to like prove that he's a man by trying to bed his woman. Um, and he, you know, 
he falls flat and there's this one <laughs> little scene where you know he norma's like it's okay it's all right you you know just don't think about it otherwise you might become impotent and then um then which he, she looks amazing in that scene too so right good. it's full like <laughs> the whole harlow full like, dinner harlow and wannabe. eight realness yeah. like with the with the with the can the chocolate everything yeah. <laughs> so good so then he's sick of her shit so he ends up washing her mouth out with soap and she loses her mind and then the next so then they so then king's like squash you need to put her on a train and get rid of her so yeah. then they put her back on the train and there's that wonderful sequence <laughs> where she's just like like it's so good fairy mash so inappropriate yet so funny um so um, good. So then she goes back, and then uh, that's when uh, uh, um, sorry, King and Squash go back, and they see what they see her show again, and she does um, you know the Shady Dame from Seville, and it's really yes. great, um, fantastic, and then. Um, and then he's so King's like trying to deal with his home whole thing. Like he's falling in love right. with her and all of that. So then he gets the idea that he's going to kind of like spy on her and find out if she's actually a man or a woman. And then he, there's this whole fun sequence of like, there's like the cat and mouse trying to get into the apartment. And he yes. does end up um, confirming that she is in fact a lady when she goes and like gets undressed and takes a bath, um, yes. which was fun. And then he ends up getting <laughs> back. So then he's just like, uh-huh, I know what's up. So then the next day, the next night when they go and see the show again, I mean, like how many times is he going to see the show? Um, and then he goes back and then he's like, all right, well we should go like, he invites them out to dinner so that him, yes. Toddy, um, squash and all of and um, and Andre all go to dinner and all this stuff. And then there's this whole thing. Um, there's lots of conversations and like, you know, cat and mouse kind of thing like he knows he yeah. knows he's a she's a woman so he's doing all things then they end up going to Shay louis again and um there's a fun like little number there where they um where toddy and victoria play um sing together and then yes. it ends up then richard and his friends come back in and they're like like losing their minds again and then it ends up becoming another fight a big giant breakout fight again and then as they're all trying to be being loaded up in the paddy wagon king and victoria like kind of sneak away and um he ends up punching out a cop and then they end yeah. up <laughs> they end up kissing and that's when julie's like i'm not a man i'm not a man i'm a woman and he's like i know he's like i didn't care anyway so then they end up like kissing and then they end up back at the hotel Hell together, and it's called love American style. Exactly, (laughs) punching cops. It's oh wait, nope, shouldn't be talking about. I'm sorry, never mind. You just edited that out. Uh, Anyway, um, sorry. And then they go back to their hotel, and um, Squash hears them, you know, having sex, and then he busts in because he's like, oh my god, I think he's under attack. Yes. And then um, he realizes that he's in bed with Victoria. Well, with he sees King in bed with quotes Victor, and he's like, whoa, and. um, um, Squash like runs back to his room and then um, King like comes out and he's like, hey, it's not what it looks like. And then Squash is like, well, if you can admit you're gay, I can admit that I'm gay too. <laughs> Which I'm just like, oh. That whole scene was not what you're expecting. You I know. know? It and, was. I, and it's so good. And I love how he ends up having that comp. He's like, but I thought you were such a rough, tough football player. Exactly. And he's like, well. If you are a homo and yep. you don't want to get fucked up, you got to become a rough, tough football player. So 
that self-preservation. You exactly. Know? Yeah. There's that wonderful conversation the next day where they go to the gym yeah. and he's, yeah, you yeah. know, and James, and he's like and punching James things, Garner's you know? like, you know, broing out cause he's punching like, doesn't want people to think out. he's a, a theory. Um, so mm-hmm. yeah, but they had that whole conversation and then there's the, you know, he's of course like f- trying to posture and all of that. And then he ends up getting into, he inadvertently, yeah. um, challenges a middleweight boxer to a fucking, <laughs> boxing match yeah loses of course which squash is like yeah that's that was not a good idea sir like, yeah you don't know that. <laughs> yeah like maybe you don't like, pick fights at a gym when you're in a boxing flex, gym not that good yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. so then after he gets his you know his clock cleaned he goes back to victoria and he's like maybe we should try and give this a go um so then they because that's right when the convert originally when they for when they get busted in by squash um king marchand is like well you know you can just admit that you're a woman and we this can all be fine blah 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 and victoria's like no i need to make money and i need to have a career so this is going to be going on as me as victor so just deal with it and he's like i don't know if that can happen so then that's why he goes to the gym sorry and then he comes back to her after he gets beat up by that dude. And he's like, well, maybe we should give this a try because, you know, I want to be with you. And if you can't, you know, if you can't be a late open lady, then I guess we have to deal with this as it is. Yes. So, yeah. So it's really interesting. It's really it's a fun turn. And then uh, and then the next and then it goes cuts back to Chicago where Norma. That, yeah. Right. Before. Well, before that all happened before. Um, Norma's scene happened before all that. Oh, okay. So, well, like, at a certain point, Norma's back in Chicago, point, yeah. and they, she they, does they her. To yeah, she does her number on Chicago, which is the best. Trendy is, travelers tend to talk. I'm watching it right now. <laughs> so I good. Love Chicago it is, so the is like a shiny and, toy. <laughs> like we, her costume is fantastic because it starts off as this little filmy dress, and she does what can only be called like a very vulgar dance, which is fucking of course because it's America. Because <laughs> it, it's America, and then at some point she does like they. Like there's a wind machine, like a wind there's machine. a little poof of air that like keeps like she she stands over certain points of the stage and it would like make her dress fly up and at some point the dress just completely flies off of her on a string <laughs> yes. and she's and and it's so wonderfully well choreographed and then her backup dancers come out and like equally scanty clad mm-hmm. like she's in shocking i would almost say neon pink with like this little neon pink poof in her hair and it's just it's so stupid and cooch ruffles but it's like it's everything and i'm sorry but like i know this she looks amazing so good she looks so like a barbie doll and she's a great (laughs) dancer she's a a fantastic dancer she's super funny she can sing she's i mean honestly i would say it's like she is equally ta- talented. Oh I mean, yeah, watching no, her clearly. Just like, yeah. This is not unimpressive. And I like, just, I honestly love musicals that have kind of comedy numbers like this in it, where it's like the, it the so fun because it's so burlesque too. Like it's it so is. like oh, it's modern day burlesque, burlesque, where she's like the Prairie State is proud to say that it's it's right and joy. If someone wanted to do that whole her whole thing with, I'm talking the whole thing with the air and the I and know, the costume right? coming off like on hubba and doing that with for hubba hubba. I would fly out to see that. <laughs> I need that in my life. So good. 
So, um, so she performs that number, and that's when she's uh, then after the number, she does that thing where she's talking to the gangster who's mm-hmm. who's King's partner in the in sale. sale. So in the so she their partners in the club that he owns, and he's like, that's when she's like, yeah, she he left me for a guy, and he's a you know he's gay and blah blah. And then they're like, okay, well you can't be gay. Um, that Sal's yeah. position is I'm not going to be doing I'm doing business with a gay man. So yeah. he's like, we got to take care of this. So yeah, they have like a zero. Tolerance, uh, I guess <laughs> they're not open-minded yeah. at the very least. No. So, um, so then that's and then it's back to Paris and there's a whole thing. So there's a bit of a sequence of like Victor and uh, Victoria and King like f- falling in love and trying to make it work. They're like doing guy things for King and lady things yes. for Victor. <laughs> Vic- Victor, but of course, of course, Victor's like in Victor drag the whole time. So it's very like King is like very aware of this, especially when they do the lady things and Victor want Victor. Victoria just wants to go dancing. So they end up going yeah. dancing. And of course the only place that two men can go dancing is at a gay, a gay club. club. Right. So they're in a sea of gay men. And it's, it's actually a really beautiful shot of like all these tuxedo clad men, like dancing, slow dancing together. Um, I know it actually looked like kind of fabulous. I I'm not going to really lie. Did. Like that, club look really, really beautiful but king of course is like very aware <laughs> of himself yeah. and he's not not comfortable um mm-hmm. not a great look on him but um so then it's like then he after that after the dancing thing he sends he sends her back to the hotel with squash and he's like i gotta go blow off some steam and then you know victoria's like kind of go realizing that things are falling yeah. apart and there's like that really nice beautiful scene oh by the way too um that's right because when after she comes home the very first time with sleeping with king she comes home and toddy's in bed with squash with squash and it's so normal like they're they're totally but i also love that they're like sitting there they're sitting up in bed as if like they didn't have sex at all all they did was like reading the newspaper at the end of the night it was so chaste the only thing missing is like two dogs yes like they need like in bed with them it's like the (laughs) most chaste scene you'll ever see it's so funny so they had kind of had like they had kind of had a relationship the entire time and so they were building a relationship which is interesting I love that they're just like they slept together once and they're just like no we're in love um (laughs) um yeah, you know. They're just old fashioned like that. I, I love it. it so then <laughs> um so she goes back to the hotel and after the like the whole thing and she's like, Yeah, I guess it's over and Toddy's like, Well, I guess it had a good run because, you know, me I guess me and Squash are done too. Um yeah. and then King goes to like some sort of like blue collar bar in the middle of like Paris and he picks a fight with everybody and gets in this yes. like big uh, big fight with the guys. Um and so, but then it ends up becoming okay. They all sing together after fighting and getting out their masculine aggression. Yeah, they're and all then fighting out and like singing. Do. Yes. Yeah. Um, this is also at the same time too when um, Monsieur Lebise realizes, or the waiter um, set, tells Monsieur Lebise that Victoria, Victor Victoria, is the same person he's seen her before and she's a woman. He knows that he's a woman. Right. So Labise hires the private detective to go out and try and find out if she's a man or a woman. There's a whole fun yes. little B like C plot of him getting like struck by yeah. lightning and all of this stuff. Can't seem to get it together. He eventually does realize he does find out that she is a um, She is a woman. And then he goes back and tells um, Labise this. So then um, after King gets in the fight and all this stuff, he goes the next morning goes to um, he's in the gym with uh, he's in the gym. I'm really going into great detail on this storyline. That is 
completely fine. Yeah. So then <laughs> Wait, I was going to say real quick, you also forgot the part where, cause he was talking about doing like manly things and girly things. Remember mm-hmm. when he takes her to the boxing? Oh, party, right. Yeah. Yeah. And there's literally like blood flying yes. and she's got to like hold up the newspaper. And at some point she starts that's throwing me. up. Yeah. I, I, I swear to God, I remember watching that as a young kid and going, that's great. Like <laughs> that's, that's a little extreme reaction. And then cut to me oh, for the first time, actually watching a UFC fight and oh just listening God. to it. I was like, I'm, I'm, I I'm literally, I just like got nauseous. I was going to be sick just Ugh. hearing it. I'm like, there we go. Yeah. I'm the person I made fun of. <laughs> exactly. So the next morning after, so the next morning after King has that fight, he's like all beat up. So him and, um, him and Squash are at the gym and they're in the steam room and he's just trying to like sweat out some of that alcohol the night before. Yeah. And, um, that's when Sal and his cronies come in, they, they come in and like a confront King and he's like, oh crap, right. could this day get any worse? <laughs> um, oh, and then, uh, of course, it's uh, it's funny, but it's, but it's not PC no, he when he says hello. Yes. So, <laughs> trigger <laughs> warning if the F word gets warning, you. If, yeah, but also funny, still, but we won't talk yeah. about it. But it's like Blazing Saddles funny. Yeah. What are you gonna do? So, <laughs> so then, um, so then. Squash runs back and says, Toddy, Victoria, we need to help. We need to yeah. do something because he's, you know, the uh, Sal's gonna, Sal's gonna buy him out of the club, and you know, basically they're not allowed to do business anymore. So then right. they rush over to um, King's to King's uh, thingamajig, whatever it's called, suite, and he's like, and they they're basically. They confront each other. There's a whole thing where he comes oh, in God, and like so they funny. kiss Norm each other. There. They kiss He's each like, other and they're like, "Ugh!" And I, uh, Norm is, is disgusting. That is disgusting. <laughs> and um, Norma's like, Nora finds the nightgown and the lipstick, and she's like, "Which one of you guys pl- take turns being the goyle?" Yeah. <laughs> so, and then Victoria comes in and she's like, "I got to show you something, Norma." And then she like goes, um, pushes her, you know, pushes her into the bedroom, and there's that whole scene where um, Victoria starts taking off her clothes. And Norm was like, Lock the door. Lock the door. So good. (laughs) Basically, she she still thinks she's a man, obviously. So she proves to Norma that she is, in fact, a lady. And then Norma comes busting out, being like, You motherfucker. (laughs) Yes. Revealing that she's the dude, so revealing that she's a lady. And then, meanwhile, um, Toddy's at the, um, at the, at the club getting ready for their gig for the, for the gig. And yep. then, um, you know, uh, whatchamacallit Andre comes in and he's like, Oh my God, there's a, you know, the police are here. They want to arrest you for per- perpetrating a fraud and all this stuff. And then, um, so then, then they cut to the show, which is starting and, um, King is there and squash is there and in walks Victoria dressed yes. as a lady. <laughs> and you're like, Oh, okay. Looking really beautiful. Right. Oh, right. And the, sorry, before the show starts though, the investigator comes out of the room and he's like, how, he's like, you, he's like, where, how dare you? He's like, he's like, if that's a, if that's a woman, she's wearing the greatest, um, she's wearing the greatest disguise of all time. <laughs> um, and it's like, um, okay. <laughs> and then that's when it cuts to the show and Victoria's, there and everyone's confused and then the sh- the show starts and it's the sh- shady dame from Seville and it's Robert Preston in full <laughs> track. <Robert> so good. <laughs> Giving us the number we were all uh, waiting exactly. for. Exactly. <laughs> he he um I would say he stumbles his way through that performance which is really just so fun to watch and then oh, it's so ba- funny. um he basically 
like ruins the entire set and everything. It's really good. Yeah. And then um, it the ends. Dancers fall yeah, over each so other. So good. And, and that's so. the, and it's the end to raucous applause of him making an ass of himself. It yes. was so funny. So that's yep. the Nobody end. Nobody got married. Nobody. It's all okay, people. Yeah. He did toss a flower to um to squash though, which was yeah, cute. which was really cute. I told you they're gonna just. They mm. retired to the south of France. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Forever. Uh-huh. Though they actually, they're some of the original residents of Palm Springs. <laughs> probably. Yeah, probably. Um, so, Kathleen, we need to talk about your fashion. What are your favorite fashions? Oh, gosh. I, you know, I. In this movie. I, I, own, it, I love everything about this movie. Like you said, it's got so much warmth and I, I love um, all the costumes, like all the costumes marry together so well, mm-hmm. whether it's the extras, it's whether it's, you know, Julie Andrews in a suit, in a dress, it's Norma, it's the gangsters, it's just every everyone is so good. Um, I guess if I mean, clearly as, like, you love the white dress. You love Norma's white yes, dress. I, that's, I'm not gonna lie. Like honestly, like my favorite looks in here are Norma's costumes. She's got I some love, good looks. I love her white dress. I love her lemon yellow nightgown and like robe mm-hmm. with the fur that's very like Jean Harlow esque. I love, 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 love her crazy cooch ruffle costume. Yes. When she does Chicago, it makes me so happy. And I love her cool little like quasi suit with the furs that she comes in like rolling in all like you know again like like wannabe Jean Harlow uh-huh. it was so good and um so I just I think those are probably some of my favorite looks and then of course there's Julie Andrews her Le jazz hot that uh, outfit that costume you, is so there's beautiful. nothing like it. it it is immediately recognizable it's not like oh it looks like this from this no it is it she looks like an Erte she looks like a it's living very Erte very very Erte and it's so beautiful and um, like and, and it, I love the way that they were able to I mean, Julie Andrews has a womanly body. Mm-hmm. OK. And the way they were able to dress her and make her look ambiguous, um, but still feminine um, in that way of that. We now know we, we are so used to seeing now with, with drag queens. Work. Mm-hmm. I mean, gosh, they're, they're even way more feminine. They've they're know, ultra feminine they're now. Yeah. Ultra feminine now. Yeah. Um, but I think the way that they did that and um and I love the scene where she's even like literally crying about having to strap down her boobs because yeah. yo, that does not it is not comfortable. No, I it know. is not. And when and so like I love that she's just like freaky, like, am I gonna have to do this forever? Yeah. What is that gonna look like? You know, she's like <laughs> freaking out. And I get it. Um, but like, yeah, but I think that they did a really good job, like the, the jazz hot and then of course I mean, the shady dame. Let's jazz hot. Let's you talk know. about this costume because one, it's like first of all, it's um it's a drag queen's fantasy because it's it's reveal Truly. after reveal after reveal. After she reveal. comes out with like a coat on, that coat comes off, and then she's in a gown with the yes. with with like a belt gown and then that comes off and she's just all fringe with a bodysuit underneath it and she's fringe to the floor. Which we learned is floor. like a whole like a vest because there's a scene where you see her put it on and it's basically like a long fringe like like vest that she puts yes. on like like you said it's a, it's all layered on mm-hmm. um but that is, yeah, that's And she has that beautiful, like, so good. jeweled head snood with the, the little fountain head. thing on the top. And that's what I'm saying. It's like, even so though, like with, with, like, Norma stuff, these are, like, real working, like, performance, like, burlesque performance costumes where they yeah. have to, like, the things you do. It's like, they have to perform a task. A lot of them, it's sort of, it's sort of like Russian nesting dolls. Yep. You know, getting everything to sort of fit and coordinate and knowing you have to take it off at the right moment and it's going to disappear or right. go somewhere. Like, the, the timing coordination of 
the costume making and the performance of the actor and like all of that. Again, I'll just mention Jubilee again. It's yeah. kind of like that, that very, um, I love it. I feel like you really get that in the, um, the costumes here. Yeah. And again, we got the shady dames from Seville because there's not just her beautifully, beautifully fitted dress with uh, the ruffles for days. Yes. But then you oh, have the Robert God. Preston version, which let's face it, I know they it's kind of like oh he squo he he squoes into her dress, but like honestly, Apparently, like that is custom fitted for yeah, her for him it, as well. I mean, and, there's you know. there's I was just briefly reading something that apparently they said it was the same gown, but I would be. I would bet that that's not the case, but I mean, um, it would be funny if they like yeah. took the same gown and then like let it out with the panels and it was right. supposed to look. But honestly, it fit. Real, I mean, he had to perform and he had to yeah. even even though it looks like like he probably rehearsed to look messed up. You know oh, what I mean? Yeah. So, like, well, from what was, I from what I know? read from or from the um from the uh, audio trip from the commentary, they were saying that he rehearsed it enough to know it, but not to do it perfectly. So exactly. he could just so he could really kind of improv the entire thing. Yeah. Or and like, he's such a and pro, he, um, you know? <laughs> and apparently they filmed it in a way that he did one take and it was all done in one not long surprised. take. That's why he yeah. progressively gets sweatier and um you know, he just, it, he's a mess at the fantastic. end. Like it's so it's messy and funny at the end. I love it. And when they drop him, he's like, you bitches. You bitches. <laughs> Every time it's like, I forgot that line existed. <laughs> it's just so, good. so perfect. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. It's it's so hard. Because that's a great I, again, that's a great look too, though. The 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 fabric on that that the his her flamenco gown is beautiful. so beautiful. It's like yeah. It's I don't know if there's like clear sequins over the texture. I think it's um, just a metallic woven or something. It looks it's, like it's it's beautiful. And and it's just it like even now like I why was it fits it, it's everything is just exquisitely fitted mm -hmm. and the men's clothing the suits ah, whether it's yeah. the the gangster suits or it's the, you know the, the the baby gays at the rehearsal like yes. everybody's got these beautiful beautiful Taylor 30s looks oh my god are they great it's just like they're so sad they're so like they're so like with their pluses with their pluses are you in this movie I know it's just like they everybody up and down and being like this bitch it's it's that this bitch look that's what it is you know this bitch yeah here she is some things are timeless, like exactly. that look, like the this bitch look, um, <laughs> this bitch look. Yeah, um, I do want to give a huge shout. I, I want to like shout out. I remember a few seasons ago on Drag Race, Ivy Winters did oh. on the runway I, bring, did the La Jazz Hot finale look where she's all yes. in fringe and she has the the it's perfect, it is perfect. cosplay ever like it was like and the fact that she was like drag she, she drag queen yeah. and she made it herself and she was like throwing back to a drag queen from like the days of like the reference to that was like they didn't even oh know who she was. my know. god like and it was granted i understand she didn't do a great job on the snatch game whatever but she did a beautiful job on that costume and it was just so it was so lovely to see that reference on the runway that way especially on a show that like it has some i mean i have some issues when i'm on the drag on uh, drag of race course, when the drag queens do. don't know who people are or don't know their history and you're like it's Honey. it's uncomfortable to watch like i'm i don't know how you can 
sit there and be proud to be ignorant. I know. know It's a bummer. It's a bummer. Especially like of all things when they like throw, uh, when they actually have the gall to like make fun of somebody who wants to do a deep cut. I'm like, oh, oh, you're going to make fun of Ben de la Creme now for being Paul Lind? Oh, Oh, yeah. Hold my beer. Right? You're like, like, really bitch? Like, come on. Or like like, even when they, when Grey Garden was like when, yeah. Dude, that's one of my favorite. Whenever they pull that, it is, you know, that is next level because that's someone who really gives a shit about their history. Well, yeah. It's also too, it's interesting. Like it's that anyway, I could, that's a whole different Uh, podcast, like to talk about drag and drag and drag race. But like, (laughs) I just think that like whenever I see, whenever I see, like it happened early on in the seasons and I think it's kind of tapered off because people got Mm -hmm. read for it was when the drag queens would do other drag queens from the show on Statch Game. And I'm just like, so basically what you're saying is, is your only cultural and historical reference for drag is drag race and other drag and other current contemporary drag queens, which is a bummer because there's an entire well of history. Like when Alaska did Mae West, of course it killed because everyone knew who Mae West was into their DNA. And that's what made it funny. You can't make someone who's been on one season of drag race funny. Anyway, that's, it just bums me out because I'm just like, girl, broaden your horizons deep dig deep do some research where are your passions lie where well, and that's why like yeah. when we talked about the cellular closet with um with Vito with uh Vito Russo and mm-hmm. his and how he always was pulling you know he was the one who reintroduced drag culture to these historical references and stuff because yes, because they were so iconic and stuff and that's what I think is really great about this movie too is, is it's like pulling from an iconic era and it's but it's giving it a new twist and stuff anyway so that's no, my no, I, that's I, my soapbox for Drag Race. I can no, get no, off of you it. No, no, you know it's funny you mention that because I I totally agree. It, I, they're almost like that level of like Drag Race. Is al- it's almost like they're like the Twitch streamers of Drag Race because it's like so your stream. It's almost like the people who watch other people play video games. That's what it right. <laughs> like, yeah, that's what it it's basically it's, it's like it's like you're it's basically like the t- the snake eating it itself like the it's, tail because it's, yeah, it's right, just like right. but you're just recycling you're recycling the same thing you know and it's like and that's what I think is interesting too and I can get about I can get on my soapbox too about this with the other stuff too like the burlesque community there's some really beautiful burlesque dancers who are doing mm-hmm. amazing work and stuff like that and pulling references oh, from all kinds of places. But then there's other burlesque dancers who are just looking at other burlesque dancers and doing the same thing. So that's Absolutely. what's so interesting yeah. is, is like you have to be able to broaden. You can't be so narrow field of vision when you're doing these things because then it just gets to be reductive and same, same. And like you just end up looking like um, a version of a version of a version of, you know, and that's where we are today. And yeah, yeah. So we exactly. got that's mm-hmm. what I think is that's why I loved when you see people pulling references like this and you're seeing old Hollywood references and that stuff, because those are it's like going back to the well you know it's like instead well, of shopping at H&M you're going back to the original source material of that look and that's why that look that's why when someone pulls from the source material the look looks better than just buying it off the rack which is a copy of a copy of a copy of a copy well and uh, as a woman you're no. also going back to hearkening back to the effect that you are in fact impersonating a woman not yeah. a man impersonating a woman right so it right exactly. like that i mean at its core you are Going to the source, you're the going wonderful to the... part. Yeah, you're highlighting how you know, like sort of being a female, right? And like this, like what, how you know? I mean, that's kind of honestly like even the whole thing with Victoria, Victor Victoria. It's like this is a great movie for women, yeah, <laughs> and gay women, straight women. You know, like you were talking about movies um, for like gay men, and I can't like let's also talk about movies for gay women. Like what? I mean, a lot yeah. of them up until like 
the children's hour is not a is not what I want to highlight as something for gay women, yeah. right? Like there was always that like a level of like punishment around sadness, you know, yeah. being that and yeah. sadness and and so um just just the idea of being able to like just kind of like be just mm-hmm. be a woman, be normal, whatever that fucking means yeah. is like a, a great thing. And I think that this this movie's kind of kind of plays with that explores that like extreme femininity and then ambi- ambiguity and 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 love and so it's and friendship yeah, too you know? yeah and, for lots and of real friendship, friendship. Yeah. like you know toddy and squash like i'm looking at them they're like having a cup of coffee in bed like i said the only thing that's missing is like a fluffy dog at the foot of the bed <laughs> like a big kind of purse dog <laughs> like yeah, a big exactly. fur, like, fl- 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 pomeranian <laughs> A little bitchy Pomeranian. A poodle. Something French. Something French. (laughs) Exactly. This movie. Like a medium sized poodle. This movie is like an onion. This movie is like there's so so much happening in this movie. If you really kind of stop and the more that we talk about it, the more it's like, it's like creating more conversation which is fun absolutely yeah. and, i'm glad and we started like off our great. what a drag summer series with i know this. i know yeah. start off with a bang and like what yeah. qual- i like uh this movie's just such quality it so just really good. is and if you're looking for something that you just want to escape and watch for a little while and and mm-hmm. th- th- i can't recommend this movie enough yes. and you can get it um it's in hd on amazon so it's it's or if you are can't lucky enough to have the dvd then you can watch it with blake edwards and julie andrews doing commentary which is my idea of heaven Fantastic. so <laughs> it really is yeah okay. well, well. Did you, oh wait, do you have any favorite looks? I mean, I highlight? could mirror everything that you say right. on the looks. Okay. I got to talk like to them at the same <laughs> yeah. time. Um, so there's so much to talk about with the looks on there. And we already covered pretty much everything that I would talk about. The only thing that I would say, too, there's a really great look. I really wanted to highlight what Julie Andrews was wearing at the restaurant before it got shrunk was really cute. Yes, I love those circular ruffles with the lining was an alternate color. So you get that wonderful like um, contrast in the ruffles, which I thought was really good. And I love and her little beret. Um, she yeah, had like the velvet she had a really beret, a little cute little coat. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then, uh, she, then, then also the look that um, Leslie Ann Warren has at the end when she's being confronted yes. by um, <laughs> by Victoria as well is like this beautiful, like kind of peachy little blouse with like kind of a pencil skirt, and she, you know, she's dressed in a little bit more sportswear, which is like kind of nice for the era. Yeah. Um, yeah so, uh, and those are pretty much the good the ones that I want to highlight. And then also, there's a wonderful when back the backstage the first backstage scene where mm-hmm. King and Victoria meet for the first time she's wearing an amazing smoke velvet smoking jacket oh, yeah. and I'm the like smoking ja- yes smoking jackets are- well yeah. they're all the smoking jackets like the sort of like robes and stuff are beautiful but that one that she wears is really nice because it's like a deep 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 forest green with like a emerald green satin collar and she has an ascot yes. which I'm just like you know I have an ascot because well, <laughs> I'm no stranger to an ascot <laughs> Yeah, no, she it it, it looks really good on her too mm-hmm. because she's kind of got the slightly reddish hair to kind of yeah. offset that and like um yeah, it's she's beautiful in this so movie, good. truly. So wonderful. Um, I love you Julie Andrews. I love you so much. Yes, You're I know. I love you. And <laughs> and meeting her was amazing. I know, right? Exactly. <laughs> Tell the story like, during um, Thoroughly Modern Millie, but um, she was right. <laughs> a sweet, sweet woman and just so kind and so just loved being, you could tell she just had fun being Julie Andrews. Like she was yes. like living for, her. she's like, this is so fun. Like I get to be, I get to be Mary Poppins and everyone loves me and like, but yeah, she's not, she's, she's the sweet Mr. Rogers about it. of old Hollywood and, uh, and, or just Hollywood. Yeah. I don't care. She's just, she's like, if you were to canonize 
real people as because, saints. you know, as saints, it, Mr. Rogers, uh, obviously, yes. Julie Andrews, mm-hmm. uh, potentially Judy Garland could be in there too. I mean, yeah. if you, nobody's you know, it's perfect. Like, <laughs> nobody's well, and neither were the saints, right? Exactly. It's just about affecting people in the world in a very profound way. Yeah. And a hey, mission accomplished. There you so. go. <laughs> I mean, what else, what more is there to say about this movie? I mean, uh, just watch it. Watch if it. If you haven't seen Good it already, stuff. please watch it, watch it with friends or, yeah. you know, well, you know, social yeah. distancing and all, but you you'll know, be singing, you'll be singing the songs for a week. If, if you love Julie Andrews and, all and Robert Preston, you're going to be like, where has this movie been my entire life? Yeah, because I can. I'm pretty sure everyone who listens to this show has probably already seen this. Film. All right. I'd so have to, all if you revisit 12 of you. Yes. I need you. <laughs> <laughs> my God. With that, the 12 of you, I hope that you yes. keep in touch with us over on the social media. Um, Instagram, Old Hollywood Realness, and Facebook, um, OHR Podcast on Twitter. You can email us your thoughts and prayers, um, oldhollywoodrealness at gmail.com. You can join the Facebook page, OHR Podcast Darlings, D A H L I N G S. Um, there's a lot of people on there discussing films, and they're, you know, it's listeners of the show, which is wonderful. Um, it's good to interact with y'all over there. So um, ask to join, and we'll let you in. It's really fun. Um, and then um, thanks to Mr. Hal Lublin for his vocal talents at the top of the podcast, keeping us fresh and profesh. Um, and um, that's all I got. Happy Pride Month. Hope everything gets back to normal. Or I actually hope everything gets back to where it should be and or changed the way that it needs to go. So yeah. change, and if is, change got, is good like, and change is tough, but here's right, what we got to do. I was going to say, break out all your uh, rainbow printed cottons and try to make some really cute COVID masks that are very fun and oh, festive. Oh, yeah, that'd be rad. Um, that'd be really fun. Some like pride theme, um, you know, COVID masks with yeah. matching scrunchies. Or as, like, as my sister likes to call them, hair clouds. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Well, with that, thanks for listening to OHR Sister. <laughs> Bye. Beep boop, test, test, beep boop, boop boop, beep boop. <laughs>